Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlositev, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my awesome co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitev. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So we are really excited to bring you guys a very special podcast today. We are actually going to have a two-part lab series for you, so stay tuned for next week's and this week's. And it is called The Octopus Lab, a multi-legged approach to creatively scaling your business. Yeah, I feel like this is like the culmination of things we've constantly been working on, and it's coming to light finally on the podcast for the first time. Right. And when we say multi-legged approach, you've heard us talk about multiple streams of revenue and also multiple ways to show up for your customers where your customers are. And we're going to combine that in this for you. But the Octopus Lab, you're like, ladies, please explain to me what the Octopus Lab means. Yeah, so this goes all the way back to one of our earlier masterminds where Leilani of Yippie Cone Cakes, who we love so much, she asked this question. I remember it so vividly because she said, I feel like this is a really dumb question, but I'm going to ask, which always makes my ears perk up because I'm like, oh no, what's coming, (laughs) right? And so she asked, what are funnels and should I be building them? So what are funnels and should I be building them? Have you guys heard of funnels? Because people who are teaching (laughs) service-based approaches to growing and scaling your business will talk about funnels. And especially, let's say, like on email, uh, building your email list, like building funnels. And so she asked that question. It was very, very valid. And we stopped and we thought about it. And we're like, well, sort of, right? Sort of. Um, We said, I said, I like to think of it more as an octopus. Because when you're thinking of a funnel, it's so hard to envision that, right? The top of funnel, people call it tofu. The people dropping in, pushing them down to the narrow, narrower part, then that's where the sales are converted. I mean, this all gets so um, overwhelming to think about. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work the same way for a product-based business, right? So when you think of it as an octopus, rather, and you rethink this whole idea of funnels, then it's easier to approach because an octopus, we all know and love an octopus, right? We we were, basically, we learned when an octopus was in kindergarten. So think of an octopus with multiple legs, and really the body of the octopus is, is your business. And the legs are the ways of transport, but but the way that we were talking about is like you reach out and you could grab and pull your customers into your business. Like you, it's a little bit more active than like someone falling in the top of your funnel and guiding them down. Um, it's about being in in place, like being able to do multiple things at once, um, and then that way would build your revenue and build your visibility. So 
In this lab, we're going to share some really fun tips about octopuses and then teach you about why we decided that the octopus was our spirit animal for product-based businesses and how these really amazing things about this animal relate to how you could be and should be running your product-based business. Right. And the reason why I love the octopus so much is that when you start to feel overwhelmed, it's a really easy go-to, right? You can just think, oh, octopus. Does this fit into how I'm rethinking this? Instead of being like, okay, what's a funnel again? What should I be doing? And is this top of funnel or bottom of funnel? What's happening, right? (laughs) Um, Also, with the octopus, it gives you a way to get over that hurdle, right? Because you are a product-based person that needs to rethink things. We, We live, we say it all the time, we live in a sea of we should really start saying ocean. <laughs> we live in an ocean of service-based advice, and we have to flip it for product-based because it does not pertain to us a lot of those times. Right. And so this is our flip all the way into a spirit animal. And so the really the first thing we want to start talking to you about, like the coolest thing that we think about an octopus, is that an octopus has three hearts. Yes. Truth. Facts, fun fact right there. (laughs) It has three hearts, which is so cool. And so when you're thinking about the three hearts, we want you to think of the three hearts are in the body of the octopus, right? So remember the body of the octopus is your business. So it's basically your business as a whole. But when you're thinking about the three hearts, Jacqueline, what are the three hearts as we want them to think about it? Okay, so we want you guys to think about the three hearts as your product, your customer, and your business, like your overall business. And, and your brand business, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so those are the three hearts. And you guys, we have this awesome Venn diagram that we've created for you that will share what we're about to talk about. So make sure to click on the link in the show notes and you can download this Venn diagram and reference back to it. And if you listen back to this episode as well, you can reference and listen at the same time. Right. And for those of you that can't automatically envision a Venn diagram, just like how you can't envision a funnel immediately, (laughs) it's like three circles that are um, on top of each other, right? That the overall. Yeah, they overlap. So um, the three circles being, again, your product, your customer, and your business as it relates to your brand, right? And those three hearts go into the body of the octopus. Right. And so when we're talking about product, because these are the the three hearts, right? The three core things in in your overall business that are really important to pay attention to. So we're talking about your product. The things that are important with your product are your pricing, your cost of goods and raw materials, your and your unique selling point, and the benefits that it is to your customer. So when you're thinking about your product, you're thinking about these things as well. Right. Um, because your product is nothing without that you know, there's levers that you can pull and control, especially in your product. And usually they have to do with cost of goods and, you know, that unique selling point. It's it's all those things that your product should definitely have as you're trying to sell it. Right. And so the next thing is your customer. You guys have heard us talk about it. You've heard a lot of people talk about it, but your customer is the, the next heart and that's your ideal customer. And then also your customer's experience the cycle of it, just the experience in general when they're interacting with you. Right. How you're moving them 
to basically, let's say in real life, from being at the door and moving them to being a raving fan, you know, mm-hmm. in, in real life or online. And then the the other heart is business. And so your business kind of encompasses all the things, right? So your assets, your brand story, your brand message, the platforms in which you're selling on, your revenue and your expenses and your relationships and your connections. Right. And so you'll get this Venn diagram. And like we mentioned before, there's overlap that happens with this Venn diagram. And these are very, very necessary to think about. And we want you to sit down and think about these three questions that we're going to ask you. And that is in the overlap, right? So the first one is there's the overlap that happens between the two circles of the product and the customer. And that overlap area is what we're calling the solution. But really it's, are you solving something for your customer? You customer, you must be solving something for them, even if it's emotional, even if it's aesthetic, even if it's a candle company that they literally buy your candle because they love the smell of citrus, for instance, right? There's the emotional connection. It doesn't have to be solving a problem like a practical problem, but is there something that you're solving that that makes them want to buy? Yeah. Is there a need, a want, or a desire that you're solving? Because ultimately products are certain things that we need to live, right? And then there's other things we choose to buy that are because we like the taste or flavor. We like the way it looks. We, you know, think about the five senses. Um, Because yes, we all need clothes, right? But we could wear the same exact clothes every single day. But Mm -hmm. why do we choose to buy like six sweaters and different jeans and leggings and booties and all those things, right? It's the overall look. So what is that solution that your product is providing to your customer. And like Mina said, remember, that's the overlap, the the two hearts, product and customer. The overlap is that solution that you're providing or that need that you're meeting for your customer. So can you guys answer that? It may not be right now in this podcast (laughs) as you're listening, but think about that. Like, what is the one thing? Because that's that's what you're going to be able to lean into when you're trying to sell your product to your customer, right? It helps you, it helps you create that experience for them. It helps you create a product that they want to buy. Right. And so the next overlap is between, so when you're envisioning those circles, this overlap is between the customer and your business, right? Your ideal customer and your business. And that overlap is joy. And so I really like to bring this up, especially because joy is especially important. It feeds into that emotional aspect of why a customer buys from you. And a lot of times, if you don't have joy behind your own business, you're going to want to quit. If you're not able to transfer that joy, the passion of why you started to your customer, again, you're going to want to quit, right? There's lots of ups and downs for entrepreneurship, and there has to be some sort of joy or satisfaction that comes with having a conversation about your product to your customer specifically, right? You have to have an ideal customer and there has to be a positive reason why they want to buy it. Mm -hmm. You want to live and breathe your brand. You want it to be something that you're talking about to people that you meet that when they see you, that you're wearing it, that you're using it. It's not something that's like shoved into your closet and you don't use it. Um, I used to work for a celebrity who we would go on talk shows and she wouldn't even wear her clothes on the talk shows and she didn't love her brand. And so it was like, well, what, what are you doing? Like why, you know, and ultimately the company didn't, didn't continue because at some point you will hit that burnout. We've just recently done an episode on what to do when you feel like quitting your business. And you, if, if, 
You can't find that joy in it. it it's not going to be that thing that pushes you through it, that pushes you through the hard times, because there will be hard times and there will be times that you just like, you need that thing to keep you going. Right. And so the last overlap is for the two circles that are your product and business. And this is a really important one, you guys, and that is profit. You must have a profit built in. We can talk to you all day long about gross revenue and gross sales, but at the end of the day, if you don't have profit, you are just being busy. You are dead in the water. Dead in the water because (laughs) you're going to want to quit, right? If you're busy, but you're not bringing any money into your household because it's constantly going out too, then um, there's no profit to be made there. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is like, we know you're not going to make money out the gate, right? Like when Mm -hmm. you're starting a business, there's cost of goods. There's all these things that you have to invest in. You're building your website, your brand, everything. And we get it. Like at some point you just feel like you're trying to like catch up. But long-term, as you're building this business, if you're not building in the right margins, if you're not building in, you know, uh, margins to even pay yourself and there's not a profit there, there's not a financial benefit, then it is kind of like a hobby that someone's exchanging some money with you for it, but like you're not actually making money from it. And I think that's one of the core things that Mina and I, when we started The Product Boss, it was about teaching people who are making products that are selling products to actually have a profit that they're going to grow this business financially into something that can support their families and themselves and their lives. And so, and in that also brings the joy when you feel like you have built something that can, that's, that's a real business. Right. And this is really when you're thinking about these three questions that we're asking you to sit down and think about, it's really what makes your business sustainable, right? You have the profit, you have the joy and you have the solution, you know, which is the solution between the customer and the product. Um, this is exactly why I'll give you an example why we say, let's say Amazon is not for everybody because maybe the profit's not there, right? Or maybe their customer is not there, or maybe they're not solving a actual problem that is transferable in the scope of Amazon, right? So if it's something that's like very aesthetic, maybe that doesn't come through enough for them to justify the price, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it's finding your way and it's finding in the middle of this Venn diagram is a heart. It's a single heart, but that's actually, that's you. That's you in the middle. That's your, that's your kind of like reason for existence and why you're doing and creating this business. And in this you're able to grow a profitable business with a product that solves a solution with customers that love love what you're selling them. Right. So sit down with those questions and that is your big action item for this part of the Octopus Lab. Next, which is actually my favorite, and that is that, did you know, Jacqueline, that octopuses, and by the way, first of all, I want to preface this with, with Yes, we did look up if it's called octopi or octopuses. I know that's what you're all thinking. It can be either one. So we will move forward with this still calling it octopuses. (laughs) So tell me your favorite thing. (laughs) So my favorite thing is that octopuses actually have shiny object syndrome. And that's because they will navigate the ocean floor and pick up all bunch, they'll be attracted to shiny objects, like metal objects, and collect all of them. So are you guys sitting there thinking like, oh my God, yeah, yes, <laughs> the octopus is my spirit animal because I too have shiny object syndrome. We know that you guys feel that way when you're like, what's that? What's that? What's over there? Should I be doing this? Um, and so that's one of the things that we thought was so, so interesting about this. So 
keep keep telling them about it. Yeah. So the the reason why I really like this is because there's a scientific term to this. It's not shiny object syndrome, but scientists have actually called this the octopus's um, garden. garden, the octopus garden. And so that's when they pick up all these shiny objects on the ocean floor and collect all of them and make them into a garden, which is so crazy that they have all these shiny objects. They're doing a, a, a garden for themselves. And, and literally just of all the shiny objects that they want to put together. Does it make any sort of sense? No, they're just shiny. (laughs) (laughs) They're just collecting them. Because this is the other really interesting thing about an octopus. Okay, guys, they're self-destructive. They will eat their own arms if they're bored. (laughs) Which is amazing. (laughs) Do you feel that way too? You're like, I got to keep busy. I got to keep doing things because I'm bored and I need like, I'm going to just like eat my own arm. So they're self-destructive. And something that we want to share with you, like the shiny object syndrome or being self-destructive, they're kind of one and the same in Mm. the way that if you get distracted by all the shiny objects, you will eventually self-destruct because you're not focusing and building anything specific like you're not Mm -hmm. we were talking about it being like an actual garden right right so if you plant these seeds but you don't tend the seeds and you just it over it has overgrowth that's not there's no there's no rhyme or reason to it it's just like overgrowth like with weeds right but if you are tending to your garden if you have purpose with your garden if you know what you're you're planting and you're tending to it and you're pruning it and you're taking care of it then that's going to grow and be sustainable and once you get something flourishing and growing, then you could move on to the next thing. And that's how we feel about the products you're making. That's how we feel about the platforms that you're leaning into to sell on. And also about your visibility. Like when we talk about that, you don't have to be everywhere on social media. You just have to be where your customers are. Right. And I think this is because a lot of our listeners and clients and basically our whole product world has a lot to do with being a creative entrepreneur. And we relate to that so much because we feel the need to create, right? We want to be creative. We want to eat off our own arms if it gets too boring. We're not saying that you guys need to focus and that we still want that joy part in there, right? So I think I've mentioned this in a previous podcast episode, but if you build that in, knowing that you need that playtime because octopuses are actually very playful, that maybe Fridays are your creative day that you get to do whatever you want. And it's not about doing that all the time. It's about staying um, focused on Monday through Thursday, let's say, and then Fridays is when you get to sprinkle all those seeds and see what happens and play around and prevent yourself from eating your own arm. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know we would if we were sitting around just bored. Um, and so that's what, you know, and when we run our challenge, that's basically we're going to help you focus, right? We want to help you find the opportunities that are in front of you that you can grow instead of letting things like that shiny object where you're like, oh, wait, now I should be doing this. Oh, I'm making candles, but you know what? I also want to make bed linens and dresses for kids. You know, we want you guys to stay focused, um, even if it's just a short while, because we know that we know as creative people, we do get bored, but you do need to grow something and you need it to grow strong. And once you can see that it's flourishing, then you can move to the next thing. Right. And 
it's just because it does get boring talking about the same thing over and over and over and over. And you think about you think that you talked about it enough or that too much. And it, you know, you're talking about the same thing, but really that's actually what you should be doing, right? You should continue to be saying the same things. You should be reaching out to the same customer that you know loves your product and you cannot be talking about it enough. And it does get boring. That's why we will fall prey to, you know, wanting to create more product because we're like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll have this fun project and I will um, create these other products that might bring in more visibility, right? That's kind of the justification we have in our minds. But really that's a disservice to you because, you're not, you just need to continue on the same path as well as making room to be creative as well. Right. And we talk about, you know, we, we're going to lean into that, um, in the challenge on kind of like helping you guys understand that and grow it, but we just want you to stay next time you see a shiny object, think about our friend, the octopus and their garden, they're Mm -hmm. hoarding they're hoarding all of these objects in the garden. And while it might look pretty, it is just a bunch of stuff everywhere. And instead of having something like really curated and beautiful, and that's what we want for you. Right. And I, I think that instead of, you know, a scientist who call it a, a octopus garden, you should think of it as, do I want to be creating an octopus landfill? Right. <laughs> yeah. All those shiny objects, all those things that are piling up. Just remember that that just ultimately becomes a landfill of seeds mm-hmm. and it's not enough for it to grow despite the overgrowth and right. all those things. Right. So our next fun fact about octopuses is that, did you know, Mina, that they have different modes of speeds? I did not. It's really cool. So tell us, well, <laughs> you kind of did now, right? I did. I did. <laughs> I wanted to be like, no, tell me more. Let's talk about the different speeds. Yeah. And I I really love this because I think that this is another really big mistake that we get, we all get caught up in. Just like, you know, I don't want anybody to feel bad about having shiny object syndrome because we all have that a hundred percent. The other thing that we all fall victim to a lot of times is that we always think that we need to be busy. Right. Right. And our friend Octopus is super intelligent and not busy all the time, right? They, an octopus actually will have different modes of speed according to how efficient that they want to be. So sometimes they're moving really efficiently. They actually glide through the ocean and they, they kind of like pan out their, uh, what is that called? Where they fan out their body basically mm-hmm. to make most of a current. And, um, so they're like, I like to say leveraging a current. They're they're gliding. (laughs) They're gliding. Yeah. So they become highly efficient at what they do best. And that's in their, their busy mode. Right. And, but then there's other times where they lazily go across the ocean floor because you know what? They're in their slow season and that's okay because they're just gliding. Not at that point, they're not gliding. They're more like, lackadaisically going across the <laughs> They're bar, just doing but. what they got to do, but they're not. <laughs> and then they also can propel. So they can also like, they have like a jet that they can stream and they can move fast when they need to move fast. So whether it's like, you know, trying to get food or get away from a predator, they can move when they need to move. So we want you guys to think about that because um, a lot of times, you know, our students talk to us about, you know, well, what do I do? Like my sales are down. 
this month and I'm not sure what to do. And we tell them to look at like historical data of where they were last year. Some of you may have that, some of you may not. But what we're trying to let everybody know is that you don't have to be busy every single month of the year to have a successful and profitable business. Some people might, they may have a Mm product-based business that does sell every month. But if you sell bathing suits, then bathing suits don't sell all the time, right? You're not probably selling a ton of bathing suits at Thanksgiving. Right. Um, If you're selling, you know, candles, we go back to candles a lot, but if you sell candles and you're changing your scents, then you can sell those at different seasons. But I'll bet you that candle sales drop in the summer. There are probably less people inside selling or lighting candles and wanting that need to kind of like stay home and stay cozy. So we want you guys to think about that too, like the octopus, right? Sometimes you can lazily walk along. The, not la- We're not lazy here. Right. We know none That's of us are lazy. That's when you're working on your business, really, right? right? And, then, and then the other times when you're busy, you know, you might be propelling in a certain direction. Or like Mina was saying, like you're gliding with the current. Like as the current's going, like you're, you're working in your business and your business is coasting because it's that time. Right. And it's really creating those efficiencies, right? The octopus has innately done a spectacular job of being highly efficient. They're gliding instead of swimming. They're propelling instead of, you know, clumsily swimming along, right? They're seeing the holes in their business, let's say, and knowing that they can be busier in their busy months and just take it easy in their slow months. And when I say take it easy, I don't mean the daily, I mean the daily tasks and not the working on your business, which might be the visioning, the goal setting, all those things that happen that can happen and should happen when you're less busy because you don't want to be busy all the time. Well, I guess that's a bad way of saying it, but of course you want to be busy all the time. But if you're not busy all the time, I guess what I want to say is it's okay. Right. Right. It's not always like, you don't always have to feel like you're hustling. Like Mm -hmm. if, if you're trying to sell you know, bathing suits at Thanksgiving and you're like working your booty off trying to sell them and be like, why aren't people buying it? And you're doing all these things for sales purposes instead of thinking like, okay, hold on. I had a great months just before me, right? Because it was the summer and the end of summer and we had sales. Right now, I know that it's harder to sell bathing suits. I might be selling way less of them. What can I work on in my business that's going to help my business thrive for right around the corner when people are buying them at resort, right? When all the snowbirds go to, you know, warmer weather places. So that's what we want you guys to think about. Like when it's, when you're not feeling like you're in that hustle burn, like you feel like exhausted and burnt out because it's like this, your crazy season. What can you be doing? Like Mina said, like visioning, planning, goal setting, looking at your margins, working on your systems, like becoming a more efficient business that can survive and that can grow and scale when it is that crazy time, mm-hmm. right? Like you, like if you're all, if you're building a profitable business, it's going to keep like growing month over month. So what do you have to do right now to prep for that? Yeah. And I think slow seasons might be a good time to think about what you could be revisiting, mm-hmm. right? As if you're an octopus revisiting those friends that you didn't get to, your other <laughs> octopus friends that you didn't get to because you were so darn busy, right? So it might be revisiting your cost of goods, it might be revisiting your um, margins on specific platforms, revisiting your packaging and seeing if that needs to be updated, revisiting your website to see if it could be um, easier to navigate, um, revisiting your um, customer avatar sheet to see if, oh, that indeed is still my avatar and that has not evolved. 
Yeah, looking at your photos, for example, like for your the goals that you're setting yourself, do you have the right photos that you need? Looking at your shipping, what are you paying for shipping? We have this conversation happening in our masterminds right now where it's it was the end of the year and people are in tax season, so they're looking at their expenses. And some of them are looking at like the thousands and thousands of dollars that they've spent on shipping. And can they be more efficient? Like, can they switch to a different carrier? Can they use a different system? Um, what can they do to save money. I think also inventory. It's a time to take a look at your inventory. What do you need Mm -hmm. more of? What do you need to um, stock up for? What do you have to like get off your shelves and sell through and turn back into cash? And so really what we want you guys to do is, is reflect on your years, take whatever data you can look at or project for whatever, whatever you think you can project for thinking about seasons and think about like how, when will I be busy? When will I be gliding? When will I be in that, you know, propulsion forward? And when will I be lazily walking? Not lazy. I hate the word lazy. Yeah. Just like walking along the the ocean floor, being able to systemize my business. Right. And it's not really lazy. Let's just think of it lazily in movement, but not in brain power. Right. You know, where physically we might be sitting down. I mean, Jacqueline and I have our CEO days and days and you better bet we're not lazy. But are we like in the hotel bed? <laughs> Do we have lashes on and tons of makeup? No. No. But the, so- we don't have that in our high season. <laughs> Maybe we're on video, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's like where you're not exhausted, where you, Mm -hmm. where you're able to almost like recharge and recharge your business. And so that's what we really want you guys to focus on. We want you guys to think about going, reviewing what we were talking about in part one of this lab is one, the three hearts of your business. So, you know, what, where are you focusing? What are you, what are you offering? Where's the joy Mm -hmm. and where's the profit? So really thinking about, you know, your three hearts, which was your customer, your product and your business, right? And those overlap areas are kind of the why behind it. The why is because I'm making profit because I'm solving a need, which is the why for why purchases are being made. And then the other thing is because I have joy from it. And that is what, build a long-term business versus a short-term business. Right. And then the shiny object syndrome or being self-destructive to your business. So what are the shiny objects that you're being distracted by or what are you kind of adding or doing to your business that might be draining your business of revenue or not allowing you to make a profit? And how can you be more effective while still having fun and being playful? Right. And then the third thing is that octopuses have, you know, different modes of speed. So what we wanted to get across to you guys is that you don't always have to be busy, but you do need to know your slow season versus your busy season and how you are going to be efficient in those seasons. Right. And that's efficient in making money. That's efficient in you know, being joyful, that's efficient in connecting with your customer. So, and, and, you know, saying your brand message to them, which your brand message is, is, is ultimately the reason why they buy. Right. They understand why they're buying from you with your brand message, like, but like why you and not the other guys. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's because right now we have this ability to truly connect with our customers. Like whether you have a hundred followers or a hundred thousand followers, you have that ability to truly connect with people through the social platforms that we have and through your list and your email list. So, 
Ultimately, what we wanna do here though is we wanna help you guys get more efficient. We want you to have more profit in your business. We want you to bring in more revenue and we want you to have more visibility because all of those things are gonna be what feeds feeds your business, right? That keeps this thriving. So next week in part two of the Octopus Lab, a multi-legged approach to creatively scaling your business. What are we focusing on? So this is going to be a little bit of shifting, which that word is perfect because it is talking about how octopus shift, they adapt, they pivot, and they survive. So we'll be talking about that in the scope of making money, but all the other things too, because the octopus, you guys, is so amazing. There's so many fun um, things that are parallel to being an entrepreneur, which is why it's our special spirit animal and guide. And I think you guys will really enjoy that too. Yeah. So we can't wait to help you and talk about, you know, how you're going to actually build your revenue next week. Yeah. Thanks everybody. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there. If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, product bosses, let's make it happen.